As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Specter Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is a show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love. A few months ago, the founder of this network I'm on, Raven Blair Glover, felt helpless in the face of COVID-19, which at that point was just starting its insidious path into our lives. She realized that if she felt that way, Others probably did too, and being a woman of action, decided to do something about it. So she gathered together 60 or so broadcasters, podcasters, TV hosts, and the like to offer their own messages of hope and inspiration and empowerment into an event called Broadcasters Unite, Lift Up the World, which aired on this network and others a little while ago. I contributed my own two cents on positive actions you can take, and I hope you had a chance to see or listen to it. I bring this up now because there's a crying need for all of us to look beyond ourselves and find gratitude in what we're facing every day of our lives. One person who shares this view is my special guest, who's coming back to Dream Power Radio for a second time, Dr. Sherilyn Levy. Chez is a licensed marriage and family therapist who has put her thoughts on gratitude into an essay called Thanks Plus Giving, a Recipe for Living. Welcome to Dream Power Radio, Chez. Thank you, Debbie. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, and we are so happy to have you back. Chez, we all know Thanksgiving as the holiday where we all get food drunk, and yet we probably never take the time to really drill down into what that compound word really means. So let's do that now. Let's start with the word thanks. So tell Absolutely. me, what is your definition of it, what it means, and why it's actually necessary for us to give thanks? So um, gratitude has been kind of in the um, in the 
psychological world lately of research. And there's lots of research on gratitude, the practices of gratitude, and how they completely shift your psyche, shift your mood, um, how those practices can benefit really anyone and how easy and simple they are. So my favorite holiday has always been Thanksgiving. And it was more about, like you said, the food. Um, But the more I looked into why I love that holiday. Um, the There are food expectations, but other than that, with that holiday, it's really about the gathering together, the giving of thanks, the giving um, with our families and our loved ones. Um, so I did break that compound word down, as you said, and as a recipe for living, the thanks part is a process where no matter what your life circumstance is, if you can, in a quick mindset shift, bring in the gratitude, the power of that, I've witnessed over and over how fast that is. So it's as simple as no matter what it is, come to a place of what can I be thankful for? What can I have grace and gratitude with? And the power in that is amazing. So that's part of why I wrote about this formula in this book called The Grateful Soul. And we could talk more about it, but it's a compilation book. So all these, so timely right now, all these chapters are about gratitude practices or essays on gratitude. And mine happens to be Thanksgiving. Yes, I want to get back to the Thanksgiving formula that you have. So let's get over to the next word, giving. Can you have thanks without giving? So yes, absolutely. I feel like it's a two-step process. So the gratitude is the first thing that you bring in internally, bring in the gratitude in any way you can, again, no matter what the circumstance is. And what that does is it's kind of a um, relentless allowing of all things. And it's not just to sit by and kind of, you know, let Uh, let yourself get run over by a truck type thing. But it's kind of an allowing of all those things out of our control and saying, here's what I can bring in that I'm grateful for in the moment. And then the second step, the giving is transcending that um, difficult circumstance to a place where you can give to others. And it is in giving that we receive, you know, we hear those kind of things or, um, I I love thinking of do unto your neighbor because it's not just say, hey, thanks, but it's that next step of do unto your neighbor, give in some way. And I've witnessed my clients and myself and friends that when we um, power our energies into a form of giving, we transcend any kind of sorrow, any kind of distress. Um, and I believe it's why like foundations and charities and all kinds of things, they come out of difficult situations where we're like, what do we do with this energy of grief and loss and difficulty? When we channel that into something positive, a giving modality, we're transcending our sorrow and bringing that to a place of new uh, healing, really. And, and the healing is not just for others through the giving, but what you get back is tenfold. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it really true that when you do give from the heart, you actually get more back than... Totally. Absolutely. And I think we can all kind of recall those times when we kind of forgot our circumstances or we 
time stood still. And it was because we were in a mode of either giving or joy presence, that thanks and giving process that I'm talking about, and it's just a simple way to remember it is why I use that word. But that process brings us to a place of complete presence and a place where we're kind of outside of, of ourselves, outside of our psyche and just enjoying or giving in that moment. So even the little ways, you know, when they have that pay it forward stuff where like you pay for somebody's coffee behind you or whatever, those are moments when I think we can all remember like, wow, that was really a memorable thing or, or those sparks of light, you know, look for the healers in the bad situations that, um, that Mr. Rogers talked about or his mother talked about those are the the times that we're really transcending ourselves and transcending our own situation and then getting the healing back and i've seen it over and over and over yeah and the other part of it is it doesn't have to be this like super big grand gesture it could be the the smallest thing that could just ripple and have just this multiple effect on on you and people surrounding you Right. Absolutely. I know you, you just showed on your other um, positive podcasting, the thank you video that was done for healthcare workers. And I think just the, the recognition of that thanks in a way that's concrete for people that you're grateful for, those kind of things just bring so much power to the healing that we all need, especially in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to your essay, uh, in your essay, it took a tragedy for you to realize the importance of Thanksgiving. And recently, I understand that you had another tragic death in your life. Did this concept of Thanksgiving help you deal with that? It did. It was really kind of crazy cosmic um, timing that that when this came out, uh, which was right in May, I guess, May or June. Um, my my other, I wrote about my one brother's death who died when I was 21 and he was 18. And he took his own life. And that was a very tragic, really, really difficult, still brings me to tears, really difficult situation for my family. And then just, so I wrote about that and I wrote about how I healed and it wasn't an overnight process that I realized, oh, I can give thanks for this because it propelled my career path into what I do today, or um, I can channel all that difficult energy with not understanding, you know, suicide and deep, deep depression, channel that into helping others, which is what I did. But it came full circle again because I have a brother that passed away about a month ago who was 50. And so I found myself like, uh oh, I gotta walk the talk. Like I gotta, I gotta grieve, I gotta feel, and obviously it's still there, but I've gotta feel the intensity of this grief and then find the gratitude. And I still don't know what that's gonna be channeled into. Obviously, with my my first brother's death, that was like 30 years ago, that really, like I said, propelled my career path. And so I'm kind of, in a weird way, excited to see what happens with this, where this propels my, my next giving, my next form of giving, and I don't know what that is yet. But it's these difficult circumstances that if, if I can use my own advice and bring in the gratitude in every moment, and the way that I can give through that and help through that, it's helping my own 
my own healing. So I'm going to walk the talk and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to, going to keep trying it. And um, it's a process for sure. It's not a one and done. It's a, it's not a November, you know, 27th or whatever Thanksgiving is. It is an everyday thanks and giving and bringing that into, into my soul, into our souls in every moment so we can heal and transcend any suffering that we're going through. Yeah, this is something I, I wanted to bring up, too, because uh, you do say we should make every day Thanksgiving, not just have this national holiday one time a year, but to have that thought go on with us throughout our lives every single day that we live. How, in practical terms, how does somebody incorporate Thanksgiving into their daily lives? So I think that when I envision Thanksgiving, that's a day when pretty much everything else stops. And we are, if, I don't know if you guys do it at your family table, but a lot of families go around and say what they're grateful for. Um, On that day, a lot of people give thanks, you know, for family and, and togetherness. So I think that just bringing in little pieces of those things on a daily basis and remembering to bring in the grace and gratitude and bring in the sense of presence, bring in the sense that nothing else really matters, but that time together with your loved ones, the time, you know, with yourself to kind of uh, reset and regroup and then figure out, okay, how can this also be a day of giving? And if I start my mornings in that way of thinking about what am I grateful for and what can I do to give today beyond my normal, like I know what I normally do with my therapy and with my other things, but kind of that little step beyond what am I going to do today that honors my brothers, that honors my grief, that is a little step forward that's what I think uh, might make a difference. And I'll be my own experimenter and see if 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 it works, uh, what I'm talking about, because it's worked over the past 30 years, but um, it was a slow process. So now I'm in like this speed mode of, okay, let me see how this works. Mm-hmm. Well, taking back to your essay, um, you know, I, as you know, I love your writing and I love the wordplay that you have in here. And for example, you turn the word awesome on its head uh, to embrace the idea of awe, all or being in awe of all. So can you explain what you mean by that? Yes. I think I've been thinking a lot about what we learn from babies and um, the wonder and or how I got started thinking about that. I was like, what is joy and how do we encapsulate joy? And it's not like every moment can be joyful, but if I look at um, babies and their wonder and sense of awe, um, I, I feel like allowing all of the universal um, play that's at play and allowing all of it, we can always find something with awe. And I throw around the word awesome a lot. I, I one time on Facebook, somebody said, not about me, but it struck me. Somebody was like, I wish people would stop using the word awesome. It's like so annoying. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I thought about it and I'm like, really? When I use that word, I don't mean to say that some part of it is awesome. I mean to say like, wow, that's incredible. That's all full or all, all, you know? Um, so awful is a better word than awful. 
A-W-E-F-U-L-L. So full of awe is what um, I think is another place to bring our conscious mind. And you know the, the statistic where we're only in our conscious mind, 5%, according to research. So 95% were in the unconscious mind. But if we bring in awe and we bring in what we notice in the moment, um, we can we can shift that 5% time. So I like, I like plays on words because it makes us kind of shift a little bit when we focus on language and say, okay, let's find something that's full of awe or not just awesome, but all of awe and let's find something and then bring in the gratitude for that. Like when you, when you um, are knowing that that full spectrum of life is full of awe, then you can easily find gratitude. And then with that, find the ways to give in your way. And, and my feeling about giving to, which I didn't say before, but our purpose, I feel like, Our purpose is found when we find our way to transcend our sorrow into giving. And I think that all our individual little uh, weave of why we're here in the world um, and how we fit together is where our way of giving and transcending our experiences into a way to serve the greater good. That I believe is our purpose. And when you find that moment that you're in that flow, in that weave of that giving through your experiences from the past, that's when I think things feel right and they feel all full, F-U-L-L. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, with that, uh, it's time for a break. We're talking about thanks and giving and gratitude and all of those wonderful things with author and therapist, Dr. Sherilyn Levy, and we'll be right back. What do Thomas Jefferson, Elias Howe, and Paul McCartney have in common? They all understood the value of dreams, and as a result, the ideas, inventions, and creations from their dreams affect us to this day. What great ideas are you leaving on your pillow at night? Sign up for a complimentary consultation at my website, thedreamcoach.net, and discover why your dreams are a terrible thing to waste. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman, and we're speaking with Dr. Sherilyn Levy all about thanks and giving. Shez, you know, this pandemic has forced all of us to slow down or at least change what we used to consider normal. Yet um, a lot of people find that a problem and and they get all weirded out or or get filled with fear or anything like that. But I've just taken a different tact. I've found that this is my time to feel gratitude. And that's really kind of gotten me through these past months is that finding gratitude in anything I I have because there could be so much there. And one of the things I found that, you know, in the quiet moments like these, I find gratitudes in things that I probably would have totally overlooked otherwise. Uh, Would you agree with that? Totally. Absolutely. I'm looking at the rainbow, the beautiful rainbow behind you. And I think that it doesn't have to be a big whopping rainbow. Like there can be a little spectrum of light that we see and we go, 
look at that, you know, or a little flower petal sometimes, or the littlest thing that can kind of, again, bring us back to center. I think that what happens with um, the stress of this pandemic and where we are right now is we're looking back and we're looking back and saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Or what happened to this? Or what am I going to do? Or we're looking forward and saying, darn it, you know, when am I ever going to get either back to the way I was or when am I ever going to move forward? And what that presence that you're talking about, those tiny things bring you to a place of peace, calm, centeredness, gratitude in the moment that can really shift us out of depression, looking back or anxiety, looking forward. And I deal with all day, every day, people who suffer and struggle with depression and anxiety. And um, it's a real, you know, real thing. Um, And so there's little ways that simple things like that can bring us out of that. And I'm not saying it's the only Uh, the only way, but what you're talking about with this pandemic is if we can keep bringing that into the presence of mind of find the little things that we can be present, that we can be grateful for and present with that, that um, can fuel us as much as one big rainbow. Absolutely. And, and I should, I should put in here, you know, I'm not talking about people who are suffering, you know, which is, you know, a clinical thing and they do or should, (laughs) So, you know, should seek professional help for that. But I'm talking about, you know, know, who were just struggling because we're not able to do what we want to do. Right. Have to find different ways to do things that we used to just totally take for granted. And and I find that when you break it down to, you know, little things, just, you know, that can bring a smile on your face. It just raises that energy level that you right. have and, and you know, just keep that going. I'll just give an example of something that happened to me the other day. You know, I live out in the country and I walk my dog up and down my driveway every day and it's a long driveway. So, you know, unfortunately I've been getting most of my exercise lately, but you know, that's another story anyway. So I was walking him the other day and we have a lot of chipmunks that prattle about and usually notice them. But on this particular walk, I noticed he was eating an acorn. Hmm. I'd never seen a chipmunk eat an acorn. I can't even tell you for sure I knew that chipmunks even ate acorns. <laughs> but, you know, I had that moment of just being able to to look down on and watch this. And it was just, you know, it was like I got to appreciate something. I got to experience something that I would not have normally done. And, you know, just that one little extra added check mark on, you know, a little experience in life and little experiences that build up over and over and over and over that bring us the joys. And so I'm I'm saying that to find the smallest things, keep our eyes open to look for and we can find them. Absolutely. So my guess was that you were, that this has become so much of a healing routine for you, this daily walk with your dog, or maybe it's a couple times a day, but this walk is a part of your healing for yourself without even knowing it, but it's outside in nature. You know, nature is our true nature. So when we're outside, we're able to shift um, energetically, you know, we're able to, to shift our mindset. And if you've kind of incorporated that as this is my routine, my me time, my time for that, then you are going to be more aware of what's around you. When we're human doing versus human being, 
we're not in that mode. We're doing, doing, doing. And some of this with COVID, um, some of this has kind of pushed us to do more doing because we feel like, okay, we've got to be productive. We've got to do while we have this time or while you know, we're feeling a new pressure. But we can't forget to be human beings. And when you're out in nature, that's the being. And that's the part that I'm talking about where just that gratitude of noticing the awe in, in an animal of, wow, look how close this chipmunk is that I can see he's actually eating an acorn, you know, and the gifts that, that he kind of brings crossing your path. That's, that's human being. And that's what I think bringing a balance with, with the human doing is um, part of the healing too. Which brings me to my point that when you're in gratitude, you're also living in the right here, right now, present uh, you're not focused on the fears of the past or worrying about the sorrows of the future. Um, would you agree with that? Exactly. Yeah. I think that um, finding gratitude in the present um, is the goal. I think that there are things that we can, you know, be grateful for from the past, maybe uh, grateful for that we hope for in the future. But I think the practice is uh, really finding anything to be grateful for in the present, present brings us to the gifts of the present. So absolutely that it's a present process for sure in all ways. And it's, it's so powerful. It sounds so simple. Like even when I was, you know, writing that, I, I felt like it's so simple, but I think the most important things in life are simple. The most important things, which just that word, thanks and giving is very simple, but it's a big shift when you do those two things in tandem, you know, or close, uh, close together with consciousness. It's not a, an unconscious gratitude. It's not, a, you can't be unconsciously gratitude. I think, I mean, unconsciously gracious, uh, grateful, but, um, even the giving too, it's a, it's a conscious giving. So, um, anything that brings us into a conscious present mind is the goal, in my mind, my humble opinion. <laughs> that certainly makes sense. We touched on this a, a little bit earlier. Pain can mm-hmm. be a catalyst toward feeling grateful, uh, like the tragedy mm-hmm. you had spurred you on and, and enabled you to embrace the idea of thanks and giving. Well, it got me thinking about, remember way back in January when we were together on that little trip? I mean, it seems like a million years ago at this point. It sure does. It sure does. It does. And uh, I came up with something, either I wrote it or I got it from someplace else, uh, the expression, the dark night of the soul leads to the dawn of a new creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm wondering, do we have to experience pain to feel the sense of thanks and giving? No, I don't think so. But pain is inevitable. You know, I think that um, it's one of the many human emotions that we all feel at different times. And what I've learned from the work that I do um, with trauma is that traumas can be seemingly really little, but they're triggers from long ago pain that wasn't resolved. So um, so pain can be like a cumulative thing, but nobody has had a childhood. Nobody has had a life free of difficulty. It's all in how we um, acknowledge it first and then feel it and then 
you know, transcend it and bring it to a place of thanks and giving. Um, but I, I think that what you're asking, I guess, is can we right now bring that in or does it have to be in the dark night of the soul and the transformation? And my thought is, and you can tell me, but wherever we are in life, I think bringing in gratefulness and giving, thanks and giving is um, part of the life journey. I, I think it's my one word summary for what life is really about. I think we're here to give thanks and give. Like, I, I can't think of another one word summary for life of, of what we're here for. So in terms of purpose, no matter where you are on the pain spectrum, um, our purpose can be found through through gratitude and giving, I think. Yeah, so we're, wherever we are, wherever, wherever we are, we are. Uh, everyone can gain from the idea of thanks and giving and just filling our souls and our hearts and our minds with that concept, which is just a wonderful place to continue our day with. And... Now that we're reaching the end of our time here, I just have time for this one final question. How can people find out more about the book and about you and about what you do? Oh, thank you, Debbie. Okay, so the book, The Grateful Soul, a compilation book um, by Kira Schaefer. Um, it is available on Amazon, Kindle, all those platforms, and Barnes & Noble, a couple other places. It's a beautiful compilation book. Um, and the uh, my website is www.soullife.us.us, I like to say. Soullife.us, my um my practice is called Soul Life, and it's living your whole life. And I help people get there however we can. Um, and I'm only doing virtual therapy now and virtual art therapy and, and um, holographic memory resolution and trauma work, all those things online. So what's nice about that is I'm kind of, I've opened the uh, availability a little more. Um, but anyway, so Soul Life US, people can contact me and um, I'm grateful to keep giving. I'm going to find ways to give thanks and give in every moment. I, I consciously drill that in. Well, we are thankful that you were able to join us today. We have been speaking with thanks and giving with therapist Dr. Sherilyn Levy. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.